the Big Money Podcast. It's your window into outlier stocks and what really moves markets. Don't follow the news. Follow the Big Money. Welcome to the Big Money Podcast. I am Lucas Downey with the esteemed, the esteemed, the one and only Jason Bodner. People give my hand. I love being esteemed week after week. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it's no pressure here. Listen, listen, I need you today because you are esteemed. We're going to talk about some cool stuff today. Uh, It is April 8th, 2021. There is a $2 trillion infrastructure bill that's out there that uh, plan that, you know, President Biden is talking about. People want to know what does that have to do with the stock market? And then we had our blog post earlier today, which I mean, it's pretty hard to find a bearish narrative how quickly, that's right, the data actually changes. And then I think we're going to wrap this all up with a, an outlier that we know well. It's an infrastructure play. It's an industrial play. It's one of these names that just continue to go to the moon. So with that, my friend, Jason, um, let's go ahead and get into the $2 trillion plan and start to Think about what it means for stocks and what it means for markets. Just rolls off the tongue. Two trillion dollars. Like, like what's two trillion between two friends, right? Let's, (laughs) let's just introduce a bill that's two trillion. So naturally there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of debate. Many people think it's good. Many people think it's bad. How are we going to pay for it? But it's going to benefit. So, you know, there are a lot of sides of the argument, but what were we talking about the other day? I remember calling you up. I was walking the dog. You were like, we should talk about this $2 trillion plan. People want to know what's going on. I was like, dude, they do. I think, and you think we agreed that it's just about to start a big money bear hunt. Why? Why are we saying that? Because to your point in the blog post this morning, there is big money buying in juice stocks all of a sudden and uh we're about to see a big lift and then the introduction of this infrastructure bill with a reopen everybody getting back to work building boom 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 it's actually pretty bullish i wouldn't want to be a bear right now i'd be a sad bear there are going to be some sad bears and look i've looked all over the net to try and figure out a little bit about this infrastructure bill so let's go ahead and break it down just a little bit before we get crazy into the data and so what I yeah, could find, so this is from whitehouse.gov, right? So uh, this is from Did the horse's mouth. Did you verify that source? <laughs> yeah, didn't verify that source, but we have transportation infrastructure that's going to be north of $600 billion, which in the grand scheme of things is $600 billion, a lot of money, you know, with all the deficit and everything. Probably not, but people are getting excited. And the way that this is breaking down is this is going to be talking about roadways, railways, bridges, and also clean tunnels. energy. Probably yeah. Br- bridge and tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're probably going to be doing some of that. And I think there was even something discussed about uh, Amtrak, stuff like that. So they need repairs. So who's going to benefit in that type of environment? When you got to turn the machines on, you got to rebuild what sectors of the market are going to be doing well. Well, one, you know, before we go down and drill down into the micro sectors, the no obvious macroeconomic effect is 
it's going to create a lot of jobs. We yes. need people to build this stuff. So therefore, there should be more disposable income into the system. It should ignite the economy uh, and should start an expansion, economic expansion. That's oftentimes why people do these, you know, uh, the, the, the expansion, FDR's expansion. Um, that was a big one back in the day because he yeah. raised... Uh, rates for corporations, like so, you know, ninety percent was you know the the income thresholds, and so they were basically forced to actually spend money um, into the economy. They basically had to actually take that money and not use it as profits. It had to actually be spent so that they didn't have to be in such of a high tax bracket. Right, right, and I think there should be a similar effect. So it's kind of a a rain down effect, and whether you agree or not with that politically, I can see the economic reasoning behind it. But in terms of who's going to benefit, you know, I mean, it's easy to say industrial stocks, right? Sure. Uh, anything having to do with infrastructure, like you said, transportation is just one portion of it, but. I think uh, we're talking hospitals, we're talking public um, public services, and then all the ancillaries around that, like trucking companies got to ship all these materials, manufacturers got to make it, there's going to be defense contracting going on. So, sure, you know, it's all the brick and mortar uh, standard materials, chemicals, um, industrial stocks, and transportation that I think are going to be the direct beneficiaries. And then the spillover is more disposable income to spend on discretionary stuff. So eventually, you should see that spillover into the discretionary technology landscape and all that stuff. So, so one can get bullish behind this whole plan and say, hey, it's going to be good for stocks and good for the economy. At least that's how I see it. Well, there's even more to this. So that's just one portion, right? So we definitely know that truckers are going to do really well. And we're going to be profiling a really cool trucker uh, later on in this podcast. Did you bring your trucker hat? Didn't bring my trucker hat. Um, Shame. Didn't do anyway, that. But keep going. So there's the second part that they talk about is the quality of life at home. So that's going to be another $650, mm -hmm. uh, $650 billion, excuse me, that are going to be targeting um, homes, okay, schools, yeah. um, underground water infrastructure, broadband expansion. So I mean, this is, this is big time. I mean, money is basically hitting everywhere. Um, it sounds like they're trying to, you know, get people jobs. Yeah. They're trying to hit just about everything. I mean, real world economy. And whenever you talk about real world, it's definitely the industrials of the world. You know, it's going to be yeah. materials companies. Um, I think you mentioned railroads too, right? Railroads and, um, is in there, college infrastructure, um, even veterans. So like veteran affairs, like hospitals, like they're going to be VA um, hospitals. Yeah. Dealt with. Um, another section talks about caregivers. So like if you've got elderly parents, people with disabilities, there's going to be, um, looks like 400 billion is going to be going into that. So uh, what is that community-based care, we would call that? Mm -hmm. Medicaid. Um, they're looking to boost pay for some of those care workers because quite honestly, those are the heroes that are out there, the people that are totally. helping people, you know, so they're 
trying to put that into this plan. Um, and then one other area is going to be one that we know really well is going to be like the research development and manufacturing specifically around semiconductors. Wow. Yeah. And, and some might think, oh, that's tech play, but you know, we, we have to break everything down. You know, even if you're a cement manufacturing plant, there's technology involved in the machinery that creates the cementing, uh, cement um, material. And then you've got to track shipping and all these things. And, you know, there is a tech component in everything and anything that's running on anything tech, including this microphone that I'm talking to you, these headphones, the computer, it's all semiconductors. And yeah. everything is obsolete the moment it rolls off the factory line. So there's an ever-growing demand for semiconductors. And I think you have straight up told me there's a shortage of that stuff right now. Yeah, and I think um, that that's what this bill is going to try and you know make sure that the U.S. is you know leading the charge here because there's a shortage everywhere. But you could see a lot of these semiconductors, especially in our research, like, you know, a lot of people are down on tech, but that's one pocket of tech that is seeing explosive growth. And with Q1 earnings around the corner, I think there's going to be some just amazing comps. I mean, there was some guidance this morning from uh, um, Silicon uh, and Motion, Silicon Motion, CMO, the stock I've held for a number of years. I think something to the effect of they were uh, prior quarter, they guided for like 12% sequential growth. And now they're coming out saying it's going to be at least 25% could have those numbers wrong, but you know, you're going to see that across the board. And so when people are like, Oh, why are these stocks rallings? Because the good news is coming, right? The bulls are coming to town. And like, which you said, is why don't be a sad bear, big money bear hunt is coming. So <laughs> I think, listen, you could get down into the weeds of, you know, What's this infrastructure plan? It's pretty much broad base. I think it's going to have that trickle down effect that you know you were talking about. I think this is very bullish for stocks. And speaking of stocks, the data is starting to get rather bullish. So starting to see some really good signs that we want to see for a rally. Well, yeah, I think uh, you did a really cool study, which we're going to look at in a minute. But what's so cool about analyzing these big headlines, right? When you and I, oh, we're talking infrastructure bill, talking this and that, who always knows before? The big money. And that's going to be a theme uh, whenever we jump into this data. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Uh, no, to, uh, go ahead and jump talk out about that. Front, I'm going to my screen while you're. But you and I used to call it the man, right? When we were sitting on trading desks years ago. Yes. It was like this faceless, nameless entity that somehow knew to buy stocks ahead of news or an event or a merger or stuff that people didn't know about. And eventually you and I came to understand that big money, big money have resources vast and deep that you or I could never even hope to match, you know, and let's just go through this big picture stuff before we get to this chart. If I run a multi-billion dollar hedge fund, I have millions of dollars at my disposal to hire analysts, to, to work tens of thousands of hours. We get corporate access. We get our investment banks giving us access to you know, the best uh, conferences in the world. We go to Davos. We do the, all these things that you or I, regular people could only dream of. Yep. Of course, 
they're going to exploit their edge and get into their position before anybody else knows. And they're going to tell no one about it Yep. because, you know, once the cat's out of the bag, once this infrastructure bill is on the lips of everybody, who's already been buying? And that's the chart that we're about to go into. So take us away. Yeah. So that was really cool. So listen, over the weekend, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm up at these crazy hours, you know, got the baby just you know, you know what it's like whenever you got young children. And so I decided to say, let's do a Q1 recap. Okay. And to start from the top, I needed to see how was the sector performance in Q1. And we know that it was a great uh, quarter for stocks. The S&P 500, the SPY ETF was up seven and a half percent. And so I just wanted to plot out the performance and compare it to 2020. You know, a lot of people, they forget just how bad 2020 was. And I know that this isn't necessarily a good comparison, but there are some striking things that jumped out at me. So if we look at 2020, what was the best performing sector? Well, it was far and away, it was energy. Number two was financials. And number three was industrials. I mean, that is reopen 101, right? And the funny thing is, is whenever the pandemic came full force at the end of Q1 2020, what were the weakest sectors? The ones that just got pummeled were names, you know, were the sectors of energy, financials, and industrial. So you're really getting the whole flipperoo here. And it's almost as if it was flipped on itself. What was sold the hardest was bought the strongest in Q1 21. Right. And that wasn't necessarily based on sales and earnings and hard metrics. That was based on, well, it was dead last year. This year, we're going to reopen. It's going to come screaming back. So it's a, it's like a, a grab for value. Um, it was a big repositioning play too, yeah. because if people felt that there was going to be some type of infrastructure that was going to build out, then who's going to benefit the most, right? And it has to be a lot of these reopen plays, real America energy, you know, financials, industrial stuff that, you know, real people, you know, working real jobs uh, are going to be at. And so to take this a step further. But wait, I want... wait, can we just go back one second? Yeah, I just, I, I, it's marvelous. The symmetry of that. That's chart the word I wanted symmetry. Not only are you seeing, I mean, the sectors are pretty much in exact order, but in exact opposite performance. It, it is amazing. It's truly amazing that that is what we're witnessing so far to date. So take us, take us further. Cause I, I yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and it's easy to get bogged down into the weeds, but I want to go, you know, as quick as possible. So what I wanted to do was say, okay, well, where was all of the big money buying? Right. And there's going to be a point mm. to all of this. There's going to be a point to all this. And so what, what is I did, your point, <laughs> what I did was I went and I took, and I ranked, you know, just in total number count, where were all the buy signals in our data, right? Just mm -hmm. straight up count. So, so the these lowest, are map signals, big money buys. Really map matter. signals, big money buys is what it is. Got it. Number one was financials. Number two was technology. Number three was discretionary. This is this year so far. That was in Q1, right? Okay. But the issue oh, with it. doing it that mm -hmm. way is financials happens to be a big sector. There's a lot of stocks that are in financials. There's a mm. lot that are in technology that are a lot in discretionary compared to like a utilities or communications. So what I wanted to do was kind of have more of an apples to apples comparison. And I had to take uh, into context the size of the sector, which was the next study, which is called the big money sector thrust. And let me explain this real quick. 
what this is trying to look at is uh, we take all the buys in the cells, group them together to one number. So if it's positive, it's going to be, you know, to the right here. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to divide that total number by the universe count. So for energy, as an example, it's 85 stocks in the universe. That's, that's how many stocks we believe big money can easily get in and out of for energy. Right, right, right. Whereas with technology, it's about 275. So, I mean, it's, you know, at least, you know, three times the size. But what we can see is when you divide the, um, the universe into here, you can actually see just how much turnover, how much thrust was going into this sector, how much buying, how much chasing was going on. And energy and financials and discretionary were far and away the biggest beneficiaries of capital. And whereas, like you pointed out, where technology was number two up here, and total count, if you were to just try and look at it versus its sector size, it's kind of like ho-hum. Yeah. So I think the word, you know, statistics people use is, is normalizing. You're normalizing this data by, by expressing the activity on percentage terms. So to your point, you know, if you get a hundred signals at a 275 is that as meaningful as a hundred signals out of 120? No. So yep. when you normalize it, that's what you're looking at now. That's why energy all of a sudden vaulted above financials because on a percentage basis to your term, got a lot more thrust. It's got a lot more activity. There's a lot more money flowing into the energy sector on yep. a normalized basis than the financial sector. So like you said, if we looked at it on absolute values, technology was number two on the previous slide. You're thinking, yep. oh yeah, tons of money flowing in. But yep. you normalize it, like you said, now we're what, six or seventh down. Like you said, it's ho-hum. It's it's actually not that much. Right. Uh, it, it's yeah. totally, that's, listen, you took the words out of my mouth, but made it better. So <laughs> what I think was really interesting is as we go uh, through funny. this infrastructure bill, this plan, $2 trillion, the sectors that they're talking about are the ones that the big money's already been piling into. Yeah. You know, so yeah, a lot of gotta... times they know what's coming down the pipe. I don't care what anyone says. They have the, the conversations. They know who's on the inside. They know who's at Capitol Hill and what's coming down the pipe. And so they're going to be buying the most uh, sectors that are exposed to what's coming, you know? And that is why it's so critical. You know, our process, our system, our algos, whatever you want to call them, it's just basically a method where we think we have our best educated guess of tracking that big money, quiet buying in yep. real time. So we can bring that data to people like you out there listening. But here's a perfect example, you know, throughout Q1, before this bill even hit the headlines, they're out there gobbling up these stocks. Yep. And, uh, the only way you could have gotten on board is if you knew about it beforehand. So it'll be interesting to actually look at, you know, our top 20s for the year and see what kind of stocks. I think we did that. I, I have a couple of stats. I don't yeah. know if I'll share my screen because the, uh, the screen's kind of ugly. <laughs> but um, 
Well, I think one thing, one thing that I wanted to say that was part of the, um, the blog post today is, you know, the data is starting to point bullish and I don't want to kill everybody with charts because who the heck wants to hear that, right? You're just like, I, you know, I've, I've seen enough guys, but we go here and we look at the big money index, right? Which is, you know, measuring where the big money's going. And it's kind of been in a downtrend, right? The last uh, month, uh, maybe even two months, right? And that's because growth stocks have been coming under pressure. That's starting to change, right? So you can see this blue yeah. line is starting to perk up. Some of those outlier stocks, some of our favorites, you know, those household names are starting to rally. I know our accounts are at all time highs. So, you know, the juice was it, worth the squeeze. The juice meter is rising is basically what you're saying. And if we went back and looked in our data, like you just did my chart, 15% of all buying was industrial stocks, material mm. stocks. I think 20, 25% was financial. So a, a huge amount of buying. And then you go look at the top 20 stocks, uh, the ones we put out every week for certain clients that get it. Um, I mean, we were just seeing monster uh, monster occurrences of financials, um, industrials, materials. Of course, there was some tech on there, uh, but it was mostly semiconductors to your point. So Love you them. can even see that infrastructure bill playing out in our data and where yep. the big money is buying. So it's really cool. Uh, there was one stock that kept popping up even recently in the top 20, which I know you're going to talk about very, very soon. Or is if this, you want, I can share my screen. Is and, this and the stock? Is this the, the the outlier stock? It might just be. Should we do it? Should Let's we do, do it? it. I can share my screen if you give me permission. Let's see. Yeah, you know, just like I tell my kids, you've got to ask for permission. So, um, sir, may I please share see my screen here? Um, can you share? I'm gonna share. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, so I believe I am sharing my screen. Are you looking at this? Is our sort of internal tool that we yeah, use? Everybody, I see it. Okay, so we're gonna go up here. Um, we're gonna pick Old Dominion Freight Liners, ODFL. Such, such a good, good stock. Why are we picking this one? Because it's an industrials play. It's a trucking play. Like everyone who is ordering materials and uh, needs to build bridges, roads, all that stuff, all these materials have to be shipped. They're Old a shipper. Dominion Freightliners, yep. they ship. Um, I mean, once, okay, wow. so let's look at this. This is the last <laughs> year of just big money buying. That's not the top 20 occurrences. Those are just the signals. That just the technical indicator. I hear you. Just a lot of juice is what it is. But going yep. over here, starting in 2006. Yep. Well, I guess actually it's 2005. It looks like 2000. It was, it was the day after Christmas, Christmas it's Christmas day. Um, I know I get it wrong, but I'm sorry. <laughs> we got our first signal in our back-tested data here, this gray. Yep. Um, and the stock rallied 3000%. But what's more important is it just kept showing up on that top 20 over and over again, that stairway to heaven. Yeah. Luke likes to talk about, he just discovered the song. <laughs> after 40 years, um, there's 
44 signals yeah. on our top 20 buy report. And it's just got the juice. It's got growing sales, growing earnings this is a great outlier. We've known and talked about it forever, right? Yeah. But here's just another example of how a leader within a group that suddenly gets a lot of attention is all of a sudden coming back on our radar. If I go over here and I look for a moment, these are sort of the most frequently occurring names uh, on the top 20. And you see ODFL is up there three times in the past few months. So automatically, people are gravitating back towards a winner, which can benefit from this whole infrastructure play uh, on many levels. It's really cool. Yeah, no, totally. And I remember I moved into New York City in 2006, and that's right whenever the uh, big money buy signal started for ODFL. And you know what I did before I was on Wall Street. I actually was uh, a rug salesman. And how did they deliver the rugs? They came via O-Dominion Freightline. And so I got to meet the guy that would come in. He always talked about his stock even then. You know, we're talking 20 years ago, whatever. He All he wanted to talk about was how much his stock and options kept going up in value and how he would talk about the stocks would split and everything. And lo and behold, here we are, outlier status. I hope the guy is still trucking and hold his held his shares so keep on trucking speaking of trucking we've been trucking for darn near close a half an hour so okay um is there anything else we wanted to wrap up with any reader feedback or anything like that that you got or we well, i know that people have been reaching out wanting to know about that tool that you're using right there when can they mm. get a tool that's similar to that and i know it's it's coming so uh, and it's going to be better than that so that's we're doing a lot of work on the back end, hoping to uh, bring that to us. I have an idea. We should give all the readers the name and contact information of the developer who's building it. <laughs> then uh, all of a sudden it'll veer a lot faster, but yeah. just know we are working on it and it's going to be great. Um, so, yeah. I think that's it. And listen, there's a lot of news that's going around. There's a lot of headlines. It's a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, just follow the big money. It kind of tells you all that you need to know about the stock market. Even if you don't know it yet, all Even, will be revealed. All will be revealed. All right. <laughs> it was good chatting with you. Can't wait till next time. Have a good one. Thanks for uh, taking the time. Take care. See you, Bubba. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. And please remember, this broadcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Investments can carry substantial risks. Before you make a financial decision, you should first consult your financial advisor. <laughs>